Hi guys, welcome back to the Chronic Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Kate Coons, and I am so excited to be here today because we are talking about one of my very, very favorite topics. First of all, thank you for being here. Um, I'm glad you're listening. Today we're talking about energy in the body. So energy being tied to physical and emotional state of chronic illness. Okay, that's a huge deal. So how is your physical, mental, emotional all connected and creating a state of chronic illness? Hold on with me. I'm not going to get all hoochie-boo weird, but we're going to talk about some emotional things. You can do it, okay? So if you are just sick of having zero energy for life, then listen because that's why we are here. So chronic fatigue and tiredness are one of the biggest, if not the biggest problems that I hear about daily with my clients. I know it was one of the biggest things that I struggled with, like that blurriness behind the eyes that feels like you literally can't even see and you want to scream because you can't focus. Um, And then just trying to actually make it through the day and knowing that no matter how hard you try, you're still (laughs) not going to make it through the day. Um, so let's talk about it, but let's talk about it on a little bit of a deeper level. Um, so I remember when I was still sick and I was working full time, this is so embarrassing to even say, and I feel so bad looking back. I can't even believe my employer kept me guys. I couldn't even make it through the day. I went through phases of having such severe chronic pain. Um, but it varied like one week it was like, man, my chronic illness is so bad. I can't even see literally the font on the computer screen and I'm falling asleep in between customers into the second where it was like oh my gosh my back hurts so bad I literally can't wear shoes because I don't know why but it hurts my back and then here we come into the third week yeah I don't know why but like my stomach hurts so bad I can't even like sit in this chair without feeling like someone's punching me And I get it, the list of chronic symptoms varies and it changes and it goes on and on. But chronic fatigue has to be the most frustrating. Um, So I remember being employed and I literally couldn't make it until 11 a.m. Guys, I didn't even start work till 9. Started at 9, I was working at a bank. 11 a.m. was the first, like, lunch break that was on the shift, okay? You'd either get 11, 12, 1, or 2. And everyone would complain like, oh man, I have the 11 o'clock lunch. It makes the rest of my day feel so long. I was that loser that wanted the 11 o'clock lunch, you guys, because I couldn't even make it to 11 o'clock. I had to go and I would fall asleep in the break room. And it was so sad. It was just this cold, orange, leather, dingy couch in this little tiny cold break room. And there was a microwave and a refrigerator and people would be like coming in in the middle of my nap and I'd be curled all up in this old (laughs) yucky like afghan blanket i don't even know where it came from i should probably be tested just from using it um for who knows what conditions or diseases but it was so dirty and yucky and i didn't even care i would have fallen asleep on a bathroom floor if i could have just got some relief or rest so anyway every day i was like i'll take the 11 o'clock lunch i got this guys don't worry about it and i would run into that break room and i would sleep for 30 45 minutes whatever i could just to make it through the rest of the day. I literally get in my car at the end of the day afterwards, drive home, walk in my house. I don't even think it was eight steps from my front door to my couch, and boom, I was asleep. Most, like most evenings when I'd like wake up around nine or ten to actually go to bed, I still had my shoes on. I didn't even take my shoes off. Um, I was just so dang worn out. So I beat myself up every day because I honestly just started to think like I am the laziest human being on planet earth 
Like, it made me feel so worthless. When you're struggling with chronic illness, there's already a plethora of things that make you feel worthless. This one just added to just everything I already had going on. I was missing out on life like crazy, you know, like I'd come home and my hubby would be like excited to see me and it'd be like, hey, and I'd lay down and be out. Um, I always said no when it came to anything like a family event, going somewhere, even just like going on a date with my hubby. I was like, no. And I got into that mindset and that physical pattern because it just felt so exhausting and so heavy to just try to pull myself together to go out. Like if there was a family function, oh, that was the worst. It was like, oh, here comes all the anxiety because I don't even know if I'm going to be able to cope physically to make it through whatever a mental, emotional thing comes at me while I'm in this experience. Um, so I missed out on life a ton, quite honestly. I feel like my entire youth was spent kind of just dodging situations where I was trying to avoid pain, but actually was always in chronic pain. So anyway, moving on. Um, on the outside, I was really like trying to keep it together. Like I'd make sure I got up in the morning and did like full hair and makeup and all these things um, at first to try to just maintain like this composure. Like I got this. I can be employed. You can trust me to be here and show up. Um, but it was getting pretty bad. Um, I got to a point where I was getting so and so tired that even the way I was taking care of myself started slipping. And pretty soon I was waking up in the morning like 20, 25 minutes before I had to be out the door. And I don't even think I was wearing makeup. Like I wasn't put together at all. So it was pretty bad. It was a really low time for me. And it was pretty embarrassing. I didn't like the way I felt or even the way I looked. And I felt so stuck every day. But my biggest fear or concern was that it was actually getting worse. Um, and that was really dis just concerning for me. So... Um, it was at this time that I started researching and diving into food and diet a lot, and I already talked in my previous episode how I'd really learned kind of that huge aha with food and understanding like, oh, hey, when I eat this food, I have this symptom. Oh, hey, when I feel this way, this food helps or this food makes me feel worse. And I was starting to get into that, but the chronic fatigue was just still so heavy. So I started implementing what I learned in my food regimen and I actually started losing weight and I was starting to feel better about how I looked. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Like, we're getting there. Um, but I still had these huge time slots or periods of time where, like, my energy was just still so tired. I was feeling, like, more mentally, emotionally a little more positive. I think because my body image was shifting and I didn't feel, like, so fat to say. That sounds horrible, but I was pretty big. And I was like, okay, so I thought I was feeling more positive, but the tiredness was just still there. So I got to take a deep breath when I talk about this stuff because it actually just brings it up in me again. And I can even feel it in here in my voice. And it's, it's kind of funny and also moving to just realize how powerful just thoughts and emotions are. So let's keep going. So my best friend was reading this book all about how our physical bodies are connected to our emotional and mental state. I had never up until this point heard anything like that. You know, like maybe growing up, something from a good book, like, do unto others as you'd like them to do to you. And I was like, yeah, be nice to people. They'll be nice to you. Got it, you know? And kind of thinking that was like it when it came to relationships or how you treat people was just like, be a nice person, you know? Um, so I actually bought this book and I started reading it. 
And <laughs> it was a huge eye-opener for me. Like, in my house growing up, we didn't practice self-love or positive mantras or even positive body talk. Like, I cannot remember one experience growing up where I heard a sister or my mother say something positive about their own body image. We actually all sat around and kind of had like this bragging contest where it was like who was the fattest or the poorest or the ugliest or almost like it was a trophy to be won. Now that I look back, I'm like, this was really mentally damaging because it, I think it was a way that we all bonded was just like, oh, I have this pain all the time. Oh yeah, I do. That's normal. Or, oh yeah, that's normal. It's in our family. Oh yeah, like my body looks like that. It's just because you're this age. Oh yeah, my body feels like that. It's just because you're going through this experience. And there always was an excuse, or I guess you could say like some type of validation to say why your problem was okay and acceptable. Never, I never had the thought of like, hey, that's not normal, let's fix it. So anyway, got this book, started reading it, and like I'm having this huge aha. It gave me this huge perspective in life like that I've never seen before. So basically the author wanted me to be aware of how I was feeling and expressing that that was directly affecting my health and even um, my my organs, to say. And that's where I was kind of like, this is whack. Like, what are you talking about? You're telling me that if I'm angry at someone, that my liver's gonna feel anger? Like, I didn't understand the mental-physical connection. And I didn't know that I believed there was even one there, okay? So I took the book, I got it finished, um... And I started to actually watch the way my body responded. And it was really interesting. If you haven't caught on already, I'm like obsessed with analyzing things and kind of like collecting data and experimenting. Like that's my jam. I just love to see the way things work and the outcome. So here was another project for me. I was going to watch how my body reacted to the way I was feeling. And guess what I discovered? I found that the mental and emotional toxicity that I was carrying was where my energy was actually being drained. So I'm going to say that again because I bet 100% this is where a lot of you are. The way that my body was responding or was acting and feeling is... Let me say this again. So the way that my body was acting and responding and feeling so tired was a direct correlation to the mental and emotional beliefs and feelings that I was having, okay? So, um, I found that that toxicity was draining me like crazy. And, um, really that book changed my life. So, from that time I studied and started implementing just these non-stop tools and courses. I had found that I actually hated my body, like I resented it, and I always felt sick. I remember looking in the mirror at only eight years old and telling myself that I was fat. Like, eight years old. What little girl that's eight years old looks in the mirror and thinks, oh, I'm fat? Um, and that was me. Like, that was just normal for my whole life. I remember just thinking that. Um, so I started to kind of shift the way that I was talking to myself and thinking about myself and recognizing those um, patterns. Um, I actually started to have a lot more energy and I started to feel more positive and hopeful um, for the first time and actually seeing my energy shift. Because here's the deal. Every cell of our body has energy. We are made of, of energy. Everything on this planet has energy. So if I have energy in my body 
and that energy is working to maybe heal an organ or strengthen an organ and all of a sudden I get angry or upset or defensive and I throw all this energy at another situation or person, what it does is it drains me of the energy that I have and my body has in every cell to take care of me. So it's literally like I'm walking up to these negative situations and saying, here, you take this healing energy I have. Oh, and here, you take this energy that my body has here. Oh, here you go. You take this energy that my organs are holding. And I was just depleting and depleting and draining my body, not realizing because of the toxic patterns I'd have. You know, I'd been taught that growing up. I, I believe we, most of us, if not all of us, have been, right? Um... Um, blessed parents we're doing the best we can right but we don't always know and our like parents learn through having children so we've all had that experience to a certain degree um, honestly this understanding has been one of the, one of the biggest blessings and game changers in my life um, like to this day these are still the fundamental tools that I work with to help my clients and that I have for the last 10 years because the principle still applies if you love yourself then love is in every cell of your body. And if you hate yourself, then hatred is in every cell of your body, okay? And I don't know for any of you if you've ever researched energy, but the lower energy fields are attached to negative vibrations. Anger, hatred, resentment, regret, grudge. And the more positive vibrations and higher vibrations are attached to things like kindness, love, joy, happiness, service. Okay, so when you look at people that are fulfilled and you want light to be around them, it's because you can feel those positive energies emanating from them. And then when you're around someone that is really toxic and sick or even depressed, you actually feel those negative energies that are around them. And I mean, bless our hearts, we're human and we're always trying to be kind to one another, I believe, uh, the deepest part of it. But when you feel that toxicity as a human being, naturally, you want to step away from it and not be a part of it, right? And so I think inside of us, all of our goals are to attain that higher level of frequency or positivity. So anyway, um, working the last 10 years, I've been using this with clients. Um, because this shift was such a huge part of my success, I actually want to share it with others more than anything. Um, so I love working with the mindset. In my office, when we work with clients, the first thing that we do is say, okay, if you've had chronic illness, in my opinion, chronic illness is anything that you've suffered with with 3, 5, 10, 15, or 30 years. It's interesting when I ask people, how long have you been sick? Those are always the age or time brackets like that I get the time frame. And I say, okay, so however long you've had that is how long you've been carrying all these beliefs about what you are and who you are and that have defined you and created basically the way you feel about yourself up to this moment. And I 100% believe that if you want to shift your body and you want to shift your health, that you're not going to be able to do that and you won't have the capacity to do that until you shift your beliefs around the way that you feel about yourself and think about yourself. So one of the things I always say to my clients, I say, don't ever say anything to yourself or don't even think anything about yourself that you wouldn't say or think about a little three-year-old girl. So if you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror and the first things that you say are, I'm wrinkly, I'm fat, I'm puffy, or I'm fatigued, that's what you're recreating every day in your cells every morning, okay? And so 
I always say, if you wouldn't, like I said, if you wouldn't say those harsh things to a three-year-old, you have, you should not be saying them to yourself, right? Um, so some things that really, really help to start to shift this mindset. Start in a place of non-judgment, guys. It's interesting, but going through this experience, it's crazy to me, but every time I went to and had a doctor visit, every time I did a blood test, every time I did a heart test, every test, everything I was doing, it was like it was proving to me or judging me on how helpless I was, how hopeless I was, and how much no one could support me or help me, right? And so what I had to start doing was shifting the way that I was supporting myself or talking to myself. And I started with something just as simple as positive mantras in the morning. And I started playing this game in my mind where every time that I would be maybe getting dressed or putting on my makeup and something negative would pop in my head and it would say, oh, I look too fat to wear that today. Then I immediately in my mind, I would say, cancel. Thank you. I don't need that thought. I look just fine and I feel confident in this outfit. And I had to start literally becoming aware of the beliefs that I had been programmed my entire life. Now, going with my clients, working in the office, we've learned much more advanced tools like Theta Healing that actually get in and help physically or subconsciously shift these beliefs. But if you're not in a space where you have that work or you have that support, I highly, highly recommend that you practice awareness above all else. Awareness of just realizing the way that you're treating yourself each day. Honestly, the way that you treat yourself teaches other people how to treat you. So if you are not every day treating yourself with kindness and love and compassion, how do you think others are going to treat you? They're going to treat you the way that you're treating yourself. So if you're belittling yourself, you're judging yourself, you're criticizing yourself, and you're feeling like you're not good enough, that's exactly how you're training others to treat you. Okay? So your homework here would be be aware of the things you say to yourself. Be aware of the way that you treat yourself. And if you don't actually take time or care or nurturing to give yourself some love, then that's your first step. Because the rest of your body is not going to shift into alignment until your mental and emotional body comes together and actually starts feeling love and support. It's amazing to me because as human beings, we have a lot of fundamental needs that have to be met for our survival, right? Food, clothing, shelter, and the list goes on. But literally without love and nurturing, we perish. Okay, so it is the most important, an interesting correlation and something that I've learned working with the human body for so many years is that when someone has a deficiency of love through every cell of their body, then they constantly will have a physical deficiency of minerals and vitamins. Okay, that's very, very, that's a very powerful thought and statement. Okay, because it means if you're working constantly nonstop to try to rebuild, but you have a deficiency of love, then the physical body is always going to feel that deficiency and it's going to mirror it in being deficient in vitamins and minerals. So you'll always feel less than, you'll always feel weak, you'll always feel depleted, you'll always feel like there's something missing. And your body is right, there is something missing, right? It's that love. And guys, love is an inside job. And I know it sounds strange to say, okay, I'm going to tell you just go love yourself. I understand it's not that simple. I've been to the point of hating myself so bad I was willing to take my own life. I understand it's not easy. But what I'm saying is if you are aware and you take the time to, tar to start shifting the way that you treat yourself and the way that you talk to yourself and the way you talk about yourself around other people, you'll actually be surprised how much power you have over yourself and your own body 
to start to raise your body's vibration to be more positive and more healing. Okay? So if the only thing you take from this is to practice awareness for what you're doing to yourself and what you're saying to yourself and to start practicing more kindness, that alone could actually start to change your life. Okay? So because this shift was such a huge part of my success, um, I want to share it with others. So what I'm actually doing is I'm creating a very powerful ebook <clears throat> that is actually a resource to help women that are struggling with chrono chronic illness to see the mental-emotional connection. <clears throat> I love this because it's all about awareness. It's all about seeing where you have your power. It's all about seeing where you're giving away your power or maybe why you think that you're not good enough. A lot of women believe they're not good enough to heal. And I want to debunk that like crazy. Just rip it right out from underneath you and show you how amazing you are. So... Again, that information is coming. That ebook's going to be amazing. It's in the design mode. It's already created. And I'm hoping to have it available for you all soon because I believe the information's life changing. It was for me. So I can't wait to have this book available for you all very soon. I know it will change the way you look at your life forever. And until then, I believe in you. No excuses. Get to work, girl. You got this.